0: So,
1: week seven and uh, there might be light at the end of the old uh, quarantine tunnel.
0: Yeah, like we might be able to get our hair cut
1: in July. Oh my God, like how extreme will my balayage be by then? Oh my God. (laughs) These are the questions, Serge. You wouldn't like at home no oh my god no my mom had like a horrible experience with like home color a few years ago there was like a chestnut situation that ended up distinctly orange the less said about it the better she gets like so panicked if she sees anything resembling hair dye in the house like she freaked out a few months ago and threw out this gorgeous AHA exfoliator that I'd bought and like she threw it out just because the tube looked a little bit like the one for hair dye she used to use like so sad uh, I mean it was it was so sad because I was so excited to like use that but oh my god I just felt so bad for her. You don't want to weigh in here, Chloe, you know? Like I remember there was a favourite hoodie that was given to a younger cousin because it was quote a fella's hoodie anyway. And and that led to
0: from what I remember, was it a two week
1: flight with your Yeah, mom?
0: I think it was two weeks. it was definitely two lab sessions that we were talking about it, so yeah. Uh
1: yeah. That was uh, that was mostly Dara's hoodie. Um, Like, it was too big for me. Chloe, dude, you, like, you called the police on your mom when you found oh out. Oh, my God, I, like, totally forgot about that. Yeah, like, didn't they call around to the house to, like, check what was happening? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they thought that, like, maybe I was talking in code and was, like, being held hostage or something, dude. Seriously, like, what is going on with you? The the BTS uh, concert in London was was pushed back last week. You're still upset about that? Like, that's that's still the thing. <laughs> I think that's going to be the the thing for a while now? Like, in fairness,
0: like, I ordered my new limited edition lightstick for it every but day. But like, 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 dude, <laughs> dude, you have to have known this was coming. Like, coronavirus. No, like, 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 no, like, I know. Like, why just taught that? Like. I just thought that, like, maybe, no, Cla- I, I, Oh I, I my God. No, Chloe, there, there will, there be
1: other concerts, there will. No, like, I know, like, I, I know there will, Saoirse, I know. And like, it's you true. know, like, Infernus, like, they're they're still around, you know, there was that weird radio thing on Friday that, that you couldn't understand. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that is true, S- S- like, seriously? you'd think that it would improve my Korean, but you know, it, like, it really does not <laughs> No, <coughs> no, 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 no. You'll be fluent soon. You think so? D- definitely, dude. Yeah, like there's there's no way someone could listen to that much of a language all the time and like not pick up
0: some yeah. of this. Why why are you giving her false hope? Chloe, seriously, dude, like give up on this and, you know, start like, I don't know, listening to Billie Eilish like like a normal person.
1: I still listen to Billie Eilish, Katie. I'm not a monster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good on you, Chloe. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah.
1: <laughs> but yes, while, while Chloe is adjusting her uh, her morning like, clothes. Like, I know you're messing, but I've been wearing my black hoodie, <laughs> like, for the Dude. last week. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, didn't you? Oh, Chloe? No, you did change. I remember you telling me that you changed when your bias gentleman, oh, it, go when go go. he released that video of him, like, oh. singing. Okay,
0: really wasn't he just so beautiful?
1: Well, you're kind of asking the wrong person, but... Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it was, it was
1: very tingly. It was. It was. What? What
0: are you talking about? No,
1: no, no. In fairness, it it was. It it was tingly. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. But stay away from my song forest, okay? Do you think <laughs> there's somewhere that I could find out, like where? He gets his earrings.
0: How is this a normal <laughs> conversation?
1: Seriously. Shut up, Katie.
0: It's <laughs> the material
1: question it's right i not now, like we're making it. any social appearances at the
0: minute, though, sir. Like, you wouldn't be able to wear
1: them anywhere even if you did have them. Oh, so sad. I, I
0: don't know, actually. Like, like, I'm not condoning buying earrings just because BTS wear them. But, like, <laughs> the Zoom quizzes my family, like, <laughs> insist on having every Friday night at the minute include, like, non-negotiable webcam. Like, filterless. Because my dad's in charge of like the computers. Oh, it's a whole big thing. But like, it's grim, dude. My cousin wore a mask to the last one. Like, a face mask? Like, well, yeah, like, what other kind of mask is there? Jesus, like a doctor's mask, a surgical mask.
1: So, so, like, not like a sheet mask, Katie, which is the mask I was referring to?
0: What the shit is a sheet mask? Yeah, if
1: if you don't want to moisturise properly, Katie, like, that is your own stupid fault. And, like, I don't see why I should have to inform you of things that you should already know about in your skincare regime. Oh, there she is. She's yeah. back. Yeah. Good to have you back, Chloe. Thanks, girls. Thanks,
0: girls. Thanks, it's <laughs> got to be
1: back. No, But that does sound, like, super fun, though, Katie. Like, is it a quiz game app or something? Something?
0: what no 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 we like we just made it up like my uncle steve did the last one and like there were two rounds about the 1990 world cup in italy why i don't i don't know
1: <laughs> but like seriously you know, that does sound like super fun i suppose we could like share the questions on like a powerpoint or something like it just seven weeks of like playing settlers of catan online you know it's fun but it's it is the same thing every time Sarsha, like it's, I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. it's not appropriate to send coded messages to Soviet spies on our show. And Settlers of Catan is like a fairly well-known board game man, and also the USSR broke up in the 1990s. Or maybe that's just what the Illuminati want you to think. <laughs> Still on the old uh, Illuminati sites then to, to pass the old time during quarantine, Clee? I swear, I'm learning so much. Like, did you know <laughs> that like, the Illuminati were responsible for killing Avril Levine in 2003 and then replacing her with a body double named Melissa? <laughs> or, oh, you know, yes. they've been poisoning our water supply to keep us all subservient. Yes, and, you know, also all historical events occurring, you know, within the, the 297 year period between the years... Six fourteen and nine uh, eleven <laughs> were entirely faked. Not nine yeah. eleven the terrorist attack. The year nine eleven in the Middle Ages. Oh. Yeah, all oh. uh, nothing happened during them years. Everything <laughs> that's recorded in in history books is entirely faked. Again, presumably by the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: it's <laughs> not true. No. <laughs> not true. <laughs> but like, is it is it weird that I'm like more interested in the board game Saoirse was talking about than? The fact that Chloe thought that wildly unlikely conspiracy theory was true. <laughs> i was saying it wasn't true. God, you
1: didn't me. Oh my God. No, but Katie, like, you'd so love it. Like, it's called Settlers of Catan. It's, yeah, it's a board game where, like, you settle on an island and, like, trade resources with each other to, like, make your settlement bigger and stuff. You build roads, towns, cities, you know, that kind of thing. And, yeah, the person who has the biggest settlement at the end wins.
0: Like, that's... Like, that's all? It's basically the same premise as Animal Crossing, Katie. Well, is there a talking raccoon that has somehow sold you into slavery without you knowing?
1: Well, well, technically,
0: no. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: So, so, Saoirse, you guys play board games online with your brother in the States? Yeah, yeah. Dad makes his whiskey sour and me and Ty cover veggie pizza and we all sit down to hang out and play Catan with uh, deer. It's that's super fun. Your dad drinks a whiskey sour playing online games with one person in New York and two other people sitting in the same room as him. Yeah, every Thursday night. Mr. Flannery.
0: Mr. Cornelius Flannery
1: His name is Neil, Katie Everyone calls him Neil
0: Mr. Cornelius Flannery is playing online games with people he is sitting in the same room with Like a sweaty 14-year-old What has quarantine
1: done to the backbone of this society? I can't take it anymore You know, in fairness, how many hours yesterday did you spend playing that Final Fantasy game, Kate?
0: Well, I mean, like, dude, we're not talking about me right now I think we might be Well, I mean, how many hours did you spend crocheting last week, Sarah? Yeah,
1: not enough I wanted to make the Chewbacca from that Star Wars crochet set thing Derek bought me, but I I sort of spent the whole week watching old Joe Rogan episodes on YouTube. It was not as satisfying as one would think. Right? It's just, it's, it's, you get like totally pulled in and then you feel like you've, I don't know, eaten like a bunch of junk food, but like for your brain or something. Right? And And like, if you listen to, like, one episode or, like, watch one episode and, like, engage with it properly, like, you feel really good. Like, but, like, yeah, you 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 just start, like, clicking on random videos and you, yeah, you feel like an absolute slob. It's the absolute worst. Oh, my God, you poor thing. Yeah, and, like, for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to, like, watch a load of the ones he does with Tom Segura, like, back-to-back. Oh, like, where they talk about, like, diarrhea for two hours straight. What? Why would you do that to yourself? Like, like, Tom Segura is the best. Like, I love his stand-up and stuff, but, yeah, it was... It was a lot. Um, Quarantine seems to have brought up, like, a very self-destructive streak in me or something. But, like, how could you talk about, like, diarrhea for, like... Like, there's no way you'd get a full two hours out of. Yeah, I was thinking like the same thing. Okay, so but you'll have to go and listen to a Joe Rogan Tom Segura podcast like right now, and let us know how many times you had to turn it off. Yeah, and then like how long it took you to get like weirdly sucked back in. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know when you have like biscuits in the house. Okay, okay, I'm with you so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're not nice, but like you know you keep like finding yourself like eating them oh my god yes yeah and you're all like why am i doing this this is horrible right and then like a half an hour later all of a sudden you're chewing this horrible thing again going oh my god why i hate these why am i eating them ah (laughs) okay 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 all right there has never been a more perfect analogy for this we just end a show here then and leave you to wallow in the uncertainty of when you'll see bts again never I'm so oh, touched why? Sarah I'm so touched <laughs> <laughs> but yes Pride and Prejudice alright because yeah, 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 yeah. in fairness like we barely scratched the surface last week though I didn't expect uh, Mr. Colin cruising for bitches to uh, to play so very very well with our audience I love our audience like seriously
0: seriously like you guys are like fire <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Fire. Is, that, is that is that one of their songs? Is that yeah, one of their songs, yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: god. But yeah, Pride and Prejudice. Given that we even though we didn't get a chance to, to get through everything we wanted to last week we kept um, two topics for this show um, the other non-Lizzie Bennett sisters and and our beloved Mr. Collins yeah I think I think Mr. Collins will make me feel better I <laughs> do love a bit Mr. Collins
0: <laughs> like I don't agree with the way you're going on but I do agree that Mr. Collins like genuinely might be the best character in the whole thing
1: well now let's not go that far <laughs> <laughs> more to add on that one uh, yes yes I do uh, well you know to join the week to, um, to address my grief, somewhat. I uh, I may have watched that BBC series of uh, *Pride and Prejudice* that uh, Sarah recommended last oh, week. Nice, Amazing. and it was it was effective. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I still have a dull ache of grief. You know, but um, the immediate pain has been uh, has been dealt with. I feel. Darcy in the lake. Did that help? Darcy in the lake. what Was that not in the book? <laughs> oh my god! I thought I was going to have a stroke. <laughs> Colin Firth. Like who knew? <laughs> we will send a gif of what we're talking about as soon as we uh, we publish the episode. <gasps> there
0: are gifs of this. I can't handle my life <laughs> I'm um, Okay, and I'm
1: aware that uh, we spent most of last week talking energetically about things that uh, did not pertain to the topic at hand. Is anyone else talking like a Jane Austen character like full time the last few days? Like I told Daddy the other night that uh, if he had not a drink, he would doubtless bear the consequences <laughs> on the moral. He almost called for like an exercise. <laughs> like, dude, seriously, I am doubtlessing all over the place lately. Like there's a lot of undeterred as well. I mean, I am I am constantly undeterred in my thinking to, you know, anybody who asks, even, you know, when that person is me. Oh my, oh my God. Like, yeah, I think I have like more of an inner monologue than usual. Like I think... I'm important enough to be like a character in a novel or something. Mm. I would well read a novel about you, Sish. Aw, thanks, Chloe. But you know, in, in the novelization of my life, um there aren't any scenes with Tig shirtless in there either. <laughs>
0: I was the pindon <laughs> I need hangers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But
1: yes, the Bennett sisters we mentioned last week there are five sisters in total Jane eldest hotness too nice to be a human could be you know a lizard person the Illuminati placed in a Regency family to infiltrate British society dude that, like, that joke is properly getting old also you know she's fictional <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie uh, who we spoke about in detail last week um, we all want to go to River Island with her when quarantine is over also fictional you <laughs> know <laughs> so. uh, Mary bookish and plain it's oh, the um, most horrible thing yeah. like, and oh. then um, Kitty and Lydia, who are pretty much sold as a set, but Lydia is the ringleader of this particular gang. Uh, headstrong, wily, loud as actual fuck. We <laughs> love her. Didn't we have a couple of lines from the book that pretty much that's all about Mary, Kitty and Lydia? We do indeed, my friend. Uh, would you like to do the honours, since you were the one that kindly remembered? <gasps> oh, I, I hardly know what to say. I am, oh, I am all astonishment. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, I will be delighted to oblige. So... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So this happens when Lydia and Kitty meet uh, Lizzie coming back from her visit to the Collinses and our beloved uh, Lady Catherine. Um, So when they get back to Longbourn, they try to explain the crack uh, they had on the way to Mary. So yeah, it's Lydia talking. Uh, oh, Mary, said she, I wish you had gone with us for we had such fun. As we went along, ki and I drew up the blinds and pretended there was nobody in the coach. And I should have gone so all the way if Kiyi had not been sick. And when we got to the George, so the inn, um, I do think we behaved very handsomely for we treated the other treated to the nicest cold luncheon in the world. And if you would have gone, we would have treated you too. And then when we came away, it was such fun. I thought we should never have got into the coach. I was ready to die of laughter. And then we were so merry all the way home. We talked and laughed so loud that anybody might have heard us 10 miles off. To this, Mary very gravely replied, Far be it from me, my dear sister, to depreciate such pleasures. They would doubtless be congenial with the generality of female minds, but I confess they would have no charms for me. I should infinitely prefer a book. But of this answer, Lydia heard not a word. She seldom listened to anybody for more than half a minute and never attended to Mary at all. Oh, it's so mean. So, we talked about Lydia a good bit last week. Legend.
0: Legend i don't know like after thinking more about mary it's like lydia is sort of like like what happens when mrs bennett is like raising another version of like herself
1: yeah like mrs bennett is i don't know also a legend (laughs) well yeah but like as far as the old modern instinct goes you know she just seems to be i don't know like reliving her own youth like over again by like getting all the girls married off and like being involved in the whole courtship situation and all you know Mm, that's super interesting but you know what i want to know more about what you mean before i start interrupting i'm sorry clina (laughs) oh that's that's real nice sirsia (laughs) well uh yeah yeah so um mrs bennett yeah she was like a bit of a fox when she was younger you know that's sort of laid out in the book and like that's how she snagged mr bennett you know despite like having nothing in common with him and like she didn't think properly about whether that would be a good or bad idea for like you know her married life or anything the only thing important to her seemed to be that like she won at like being good looking when she was out there looking for a fella Mm, yeah and like that's kind of lydia's priority too like uh, after of course her number one one priority which is having as much fun as she can but like this is Bennett it's kind of on her side the whole time you know with with that whole thing yes 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 yes. I completely agree and like the thing is Lydia being like so excitable and like frivolous like it attracts lots of male attention because they seem to see her as like a kind of good time girl
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude like you were actually a human
1: porcelain dollies were well I don't know that porcelain is the right word to use. <sighs> Katie. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> no, Katie. no, 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 no. I just
0: meant that you're like all, all proper and like Aww. old timey and. Oh no. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh no. Right. no! No 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 no! no, no. Oh, God! Oh Katie. my God! <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so horrible! <laughs> Katie, oh, it's okay. No. Don't worry. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs>
1: but yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. So yeah, they see these. You know, men and society in general seem to see Lydia as you know, sort of promiscuous. You know, but Missus Bennet, you know, she doesn't see a problem with it because like the only thing that seems to be important to her, you know, popularity with men of you know a suitable social class. You know, that's that's fulfilled. Yeah, like whereas like that's not fulfilled at all oh no that's what I call a segue I'm very happy with it (laughs) if I'm honest I'm very very happy with that (laughs) but yes as part of our Pride and Prejudice reading Saoirse very helpfully came across a new novel The Other Bennett Girl by Janice Hadlow um, which has Mary Bennett as its main character I mean I was just ashamed that I hadn't considered Mary as a character to explore like before this yeah like she's just in Pride and Prejudice she's just kind of a device to sort of show up to different ways like girls could be like silly yeah and I thought the idea of like exploring why someone would be silly in that way was like super interesting and like really worthwhile yeah so like maybe we do our blurb situation and just get that out of the way yeah yeah was, was i the one doing this one way ahead of me again kate when was i ahead of you before i don't know just seemed like the thing to say
0: um <laughs> okay <laughs> should should we be worried sarah i'm not sure maybe
1: <laughs> Qu- quarantine man in messes of people sure <laughs> let's just say it was that but, uh, but yeah um, The Other Bennett Sister <clears throat> for fans of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice Janice Hadlow's The Other Bennett Sister tells Mary's story It is a sad fact of life that if a young woman is unlucky enough to come into the world without expectations, she had better do all she can to ensure she is born beautiful. To be handsome and poor is misfortune enough, but to be both plain and penniless is a hard fate indeed. In Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, Mary is the middle of the five Bennet girls and the plainest of them all, so what hope does she have? Prim and pious, with no redeeming features, she is unloved and seemingly unlovable. The other Bennett sister, though, shows another side to Mary. An introvert in a family of extroverts, a constant disappointment to her mother who values beauty above all else, fearful of her father's sharp tongue, with little in common with her siblings, is it any wonder she turns to books for both company and guidance? And, if she finds her life lonely or lacking, that she determines to try harder at the one thing she can be. Right. One by one, her sisters marry, Jane and Lizzie for love, Lydia for some semblance of respectability. But Mary, it seems, is destined to remain single and live out her life at Longbourn, at least until her father dies and the house is bequeathed to the reviled Mr. Collins. But when that fateful day finally comes, she slowly discovers that perhaps there is hope for her after all. So yeah, I was expecting this to like, full-on be fanfic of the absolute highest order. And? Well, like, there was significantly less riding in there than was in the Harry Potter fanfic I used to read. Was. Was that. a hesitation, K.E.? No. Did you used to. write Harry Potter fanfic? Katie
0: no no (laughs) oh my god what is it called what is it called is it online oh my god I'm gonna start looking for it no look look (laughs) Mary Bennett yes Mary Bennett yes
1: yeah you're right Katie yeah we're shunting Mary off into the background just like everybody else did you know I really liked that like the book it was clear about that that yeah Mary was kind of yeah thrown into the background by everybody else but like She wasn't, like, made out too much to be, like, a victim. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, she's completely ignored, like, by her parents and sort of made fun of by her sisters and stuff. And the only thing that she can think of to attribute it to is, like, the fact that she's not as pretty as the rest of the family. But again, like it's, she's kind of taking agency in that she's not a victim, you know, she's just like, okay, this is the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not too like Cinderella-y or anything, like it's understandable that she comes to that conclusion in like a logical way, because it's the only thing that anybody ever says about her. Like, and the book extends back into her childhood quite a bit. So like, the only thing that's remarked upon is her being plain and quiet. And she's sort of like, okay, well, people don't like me. And that's the only thing they ever say. So that must be why they don't like me to begin with but like i didn't get like why she felt like she just couldn't be herself regardless though like this idea of perfection is like totally pointless why do people like why do especially women and girls like feel they need to conform to this idea when they could just be themselves but like i i think that it's important like she's not really talking about perfection Like, in the book, she's talking about fitting in. But, like, that's just as bad. Like, why conform to a society that wants to keep women in the dark and dependent on their husbands? No, but again, like, I don't think that's Mary's MO. Like, it's more that she's, like, alone. You know, she has no sisters or friends that, like, appreciate her for, like, who she is. There's a bit in the book that was real sad, I thought, where she says that, like, if she had a sister that was like her, that was, like, plain or boring or whatever, that it might have been easier. But as it was, she was always going to be on the outside and made fun of for who she was because there was no one else like her, you know, and that's why she retreated into herself in the first place and like devoted herself to learning and books and stuff like that way she could find a way to be that was at least approved of by the author of the book you know at least yeah it's yeah it's pretty relatable in a lot of ways yeah I really loved her going to stay with the gardeners, though. Right, 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 right. So for anybody that listened last week, you may remember that the gardeners are the girls' uh, aunt and uncle. Mr. Gardner is Mrs. Bennet's brother, but like he's absolutely nothing like her <laughs> from a plot point of view. <laughs> the story takes place after Mr. Bennet's death. Um, Ooh, so all the girls yeah. but Mary are married at this stage. So Mrs. Bennet and Mary have to like hang out with the girls in their marital homes because the Collinses have taken over Longbourn. Yeah, I really liked that Mary felt uncomfortable in the girls' houses, like she was kind of looking for confirmation kind of from them that they liked her, but she couldn't see that. Um, they didn't give her that confirmation so she couldn't trust that they were okay with her being there and she felt like on edge plus you know like her mom being all over all the time for being you know plain and boring and yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good like and yeah she definitely felt like a visitor when she was there and that was like super sad too like i hate that feeling when you're like staying with family or whatever and you feel like they're just like waiting for you to be gone so they can get back to their normal lives or whatever i don't mean to like change the subject but is. Is Chloe still on the line? Like I think this might be like the longest she's ever gone without saying anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was on mute. Um, also, just taking a moment. Saoirse Fear, still in this house? I mean, come <laughs> on. But yeah, no, I was looking for that fanfic that Katie wrote. Dude, <laughs> like you don't even know that it's still online. Still <laughs> online, Katie? I think you've just answered. <laughs> my oh question. my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? Just shut up. Stop. I mean, I am grieving for my last concert, Katie. Why do you deny me the one thing that could is my suffering (laughs) the one thing yes the one thing okay okay, lads we're running out of time in this half of the show okay why don't you channel that energy into talking about what mary's stay with the gardener has brought to the story from from what i remember you had quite the jones for mrs gardener if if yeah if memory serves
0: well, like, not a Jones. Like,
1: she was just pretty cool is all. Like, it's 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 always cool to see, like, a mother figure that's, like, her own person, but, like, still able to look after people, you know? Like, so often when a woman is a mother and a cool character in, like, a book or a movie, the motherhood part, it's like, it's like a handicap almost that she has to sort of, like, work against or throw off or something. But, like, Mrs. Gardner, she's able to look after her own kids and, like, guide Mary and stuff, like, while still being herself, all the while, like, not being, like, matronly or anything like that. Like, it was just, yeah, it was pretty cool. Too, yeah thought. actually that's a good point point. and like i did really like that like mrs gardner teaching mary to like respect herself and stuff didn't turn into a proper like ugly girl to hot girl glow up or anything because yeah, but like it kind of was though wasn't it i got sort of pissed off about that like oh she has a new dress and now suddenly she's like the hotness no no, no no i don't think so no she's ever only described as like smartly dressed and like happy and stuff so like given that she's happier and out like walking around and doing stuff she's like she just looks better. You know, she's getting fresh air. She's not, like, stuck with her nose in a book. She, she looks good because she feels good. Here, here. <laughs> you're like an actual cartoon right. character.
0: Oh, my God. Is it called the eight horcrux? What are you doing? Stop <laughs> it! Oh, my God. I send a link to the WhatsApp? Oh, my God. Why? Why? why did hear anything? <laughs> but, um, um, the verdict
1: on uh, the other Bennett sister? Well, uh, it's it's, uh, it's not Jane Austen. Yeah, yeah. Like there are parts. (coughs) Yeah, there are parts where like there are obvious like throwbacks to the books themselves, which, uh, you know, I guess you have to have them in there if you're kind of writing an homage like this. Yeah. Gonna just fly past (laughs) the fact that you use the word homage with the French pronunciation there. uh, (laughs) Yeah. The good thing about it not being Jane Austen is that there is like there's a lot of energy in the plot, you know, which I think. I think there's more than, than there is in a lot of Jane Austen's novels which is which is kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I couldn't put it down like genuinely and like especially after Mary got to London I read all of that in like pretty much a day. Yeah, hard name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like even just for that just for the, the exploration of Mary's character and kind of just it just enjoying seeing them characters again, explored even more, and seeing the plot even extended out. You know, yeah, it's it's well worth a read even just for that. Yeah, and like I mean, I'm one hundred times more fond of Mary now than I was definitely before I started, and just yeah, the I want to bear it in mind the next books we read, or maybe like I would love it to do it forever, but like bearing in mind like. Why is an unsympathetic character, like, how could they have ended up that way? You know, I think that that's that's an interesting thing to think about, you know. I agree. Also, there's hot blokes. (laughs) (laughs) You see, Chloe, this is why you can't be distracted during the show. I know, I know. I bring so much to the table. But, you know, to make up for it before we hit the break, you know, let's just say that now Henry Tilney is not the only leading man that understands Muslim, you know. If you catch my meaning, your meaning being that he, he knows different types of Muslim. That is correct, Katie. Very good. You are listening. I just, Excellent work. We <laughs> just can't with her, I swear. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're gonna have to stop here, but um, yeah, we got we got a couple of lads lined up. But you know, stay tuned for more uh, Chicklet for Life. Quarantine 2020. You've made your own quarantine burgers. You've assembled your own takeaway pizzas. You might have even hacked into your own rapidly growing fringe. So what's left? That's right, complete your own laser hair removal. Sign up today to receive weekly supplies to build your very own 755 nanometer Alexandrite laser. Join today to receive your free safety goggles and anesthetic gel. Quarantine, what quarantine? Complete your laser hair removal at home today. Just just stop, okay, okay? I'm just asking why the fabric of his robes is straining against his shoulders like that. Because I was 15, okay? I mean, that is only two years ago, if my calculations are correct, and I'd like to think they are. Uh, almost three years ago, almost three years ago, I'm 18 in a few weeks, why do you insist on ignoring that very important fact every chance you get? I feel like we have to have a second show with just you two arguing over stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> but like, what if that got more listens <laughs> than our show? I would be, like, yeah. crushed. <laughs> that, that's like a can of worms that I'm going nowhere near. Yeah, you know, so so let's just, you know, talk about Mr. Bennett instead. Sir, dude, you and your daddy issues. Uh, what? We were going to talk about Mr. Bennett and Mr. Collins. Yeah, well, like, Mr. Collins is the star of the show. Uh, I beg to differ. Sarah, can I do the letter from Pride and Pride, <laughs> just please? <laughs> Of course, you can, my friend. Good, because that is all Mr. Like, Bennett's. Dude, no, it's not. It's all about the letter from Mr. Collins. No, it's all about <laughs> Mr. Bennett's reaction. <laughs> okay, for folks listening, we're talking about the part of Pride and Prejudice where Mr. Collins gets in touch with Mr. Bennett to let him know that he would like to get back in touch with the family and make up for the argument Mr. Bennett had with his own father some years previous. Well, that's just very good. What I said? Or are you still reading the fanfic? It's a bit boat, Sarah, if I'm honest, but no, I'm putting it away now because, you know, I don't want us to, like, miss out on discovering together as a group the absolute depths of Katie's need for, you know, Hermione and Harry to, like, bang. Why would Hermione and Harry bang, Chloe? Hermione's properly in love with Ron, okay? And, like, Harry would never cheat on Ginny, like, ever. Okay, do you know what? Actually, I don't need to engage with But you will. But you will engage with her, Katie. And that's the main thing, isn't it? Why did you say anything, Kay? Like, see, Like, I didn't say anything. That's <laughs> you the are genuinely, like, your own worst enemy. Like, like, you want us to find out about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, like, that would make sense. Like, like a secret narcissism that's all aggravated right now because you're at home and you can't go to Eclectic Music Society. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did that guitarist bloke ever text you back, Katie? Chloe, like, we're on air right now, dude. I do. He's into, like, Jane Austen spin-off novels, Katie. Now, come on. like
0: You don't know that. Like he's actually pretty like enlightened,
1: so enlightened enough to like listen to a show called Chick Lit for Life Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but Katie's latent narcissism aside. Dude, I am not okay with this defamation. Eh uh, then shut up and let us read your smutty fan. Why? <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> we, we've, got, we've got Mr. Collins' introductory letter to the gang at Longbourn right here. Um, Sir, am I uh, feeling you getting even more agitated through the phone and just needing to, to get stuck into this? It's
0: just so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, fam, knock yourself out. Okay, so yeah, so this is what Mr. Bennett has to say to the family um, during the events of Pride and Prejudice um, when he receives this mysterious letter about a month ago i received this letter and about a fortnight ago i answered it for i thought it a case of some delicacy and requiring early attention it is from my cousin mr collins who when i am dead may turn you all out of this house as soon as he pleases oh my dear cried his wife <laughs> i cannot bear to hear that mentioned pray do not talk of that odious man i do think it is the hardest thing in the world that your estate should be a tailed away from your own children and i am sure if I had been you, I should have tried long ago to do something or other about it." Jane and Elizabeth tried to explain to her the nature of an entail. They had often attempted to do it before, but it was a subject on which Mrs. Bennet was beyond the reach of reason and she continued to rail bitterly against the cruelty of settling an estate away from a family of five daughters in favour of a man whom nobody cared anything about. (laughs) It is certainly a most iniquitous affair, said Mr. Bennet, and nothing can clear Mr. Collins of the guilt of inheriting Longbourn. But if you will listen to his letter, you may perhaps be a little softened by his manner of expressing himself. No, I'm sure that I shall not and i think it's very impertinent of him to write to you at all and very hypocritical i hate such false friends why could he not keep on quarreling with you as his father did before him why indeed he does seem to have had some filial scruples on that head as you will hear huntsford near westerham kent 15th october dear sir The disagreement subsisting between yourself and my late honoured father always gave me such uneasiness and since I have had the misfortune to lose him, I have frequently wished to heal the breach.' but for some time I was kept back by my own doubts fearing lest it might seem disrespectful to his memory for me to be on good terms with anyone with whom it had always pleased him to be at variance there Mrs (laughs) Bennet my mind however is made up on the subject for having received ordination at Easter I have been so fortunate as to be distinguished by the patronage of the right honourable Lady Catherine de Bourgh widow of Sir Louis de Bourgh whose bounty (laughs) and beneficence has preferred me to the valuable rectory of this parish where it shall be my earnest endeavour to demean myself with grateful respect towards her ladyship and be ever ready to perform those rites and ceremonies which are instituted by the Church of England. (gasps) As a clergyman, moreover, I feel it my duty to promote and establish the blessing of peace in all families within the reach of my influence. And on these grounds, I flatter myself that my present overtures are highly commendable and that the circumstance of my being next in the entail of Longbourn Estate will be kindly overlooked on your side and not lead you to reject the offered olive branch. I cannot be otherwise than concerned at being the means of injuring your amiable daughters and beg leave to apologise for it as well as to assure you of my readiness to make them every possible amends but of this hereafter." If you should have no objection to receive me into your house, I propose myself the satisfaction of waiting on you and your family Monday, November 18th by four o'clock and shall probably trespass on your hospitality till the Saturday Sunday night following, which I can do without any inconvenience, as Lady Catherine is far from objecting to my occasional absence on a Sunday, provided that some other clergyman is engaged to do the duty of the day." I remain, dear sir, with respectful compliments to your lady and daughters, your well wisher and friend, William Collins. At four o'clock, therefore, we may expect this peacemaking gentleman, said Mr Bennet, as he folded up the letter. He seems to be a most conscientious and polite young man, upon my word, and And I doubt not will provide a valuable acquaintance, especially if Lady Catherine should be so indulgent as to let him come to us again. There is some sense in what she says about the girls, however, and if he is disposed to make them any amends, I shall not be the person to discourage him. Though it is difficult, said Jane, to guess in what way he can mean to make us the atonement he thinks our due, the wish is certainly to his credit.' Elizabeth was chiefly struck by his extraordinary deference for Lady Catherine and his kind intention of christening, marrying and burying his parishioners whenever it was required. <laughs> he must be an oddity, I think, said she. I cannot make him out. There is something very pompous in his style. And what can he mean by apologising for being next in the entail? We cannot suppose he would help it if he could. Could he be a sensible man, sir? No, my dear, I think not. I have great hopes of finding him quite the reverse. There is a mixture of servility and self-importance in his letter, which promises well. I am impatient to see him. Like? Uh, Not to cut across you, Kay. But you just did, so... (laughs) No, I know. Like, that's what people say, isn't it? When they have to interrupt someone when they know they shouldn't, and then just do it anyway. Yeah, people say that, but that doesn't make it right, Sarah. Well, that is is true. But um, I have interrupted, and I'm going to stay interrupted. Like, that is genuinely not even a thing. Doesn't even know how to term her own interruption. Ugh. Tut, actual tut, Sarah. That's that is okay. Um, what I was going to say was that it would be good to let Saoirse fangirl over Mr. Bennett real quick now, so that you know she gets it all out of her system. Oh, well, that actually is a really good idea. Did you did you choke on something there, dude? I was too ambitious with timing my uh, my tea drinking right there. It's uh, yeah, I need to. just think about scheduling that. Um, a little better going forward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sersh, you wanna, uh, yeah, you wanna indulge your weird ass crush on Mister Bennett for uh, the next few minutes? Well, like obviously, but it's it's not weird. It's very weird, sasha It's definitely not unweird. Like again, I really feel like Chloe should be weighing in on this. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I started looking at Instagram after I closed off fanfic, and I kind of went down a concert video. Whole. See,
0: you know, no, it's exactly the same as like going to one of the stupid concerts. You're fine. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, it's not, Katie. It has to oh, my army is delayed in transit. Why is going to happen to me? <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Yes, but before we lose any more time, yes, Mr. Bennett is the actual best. Explain. Well, I mean, where do I start? Ah, uh, No, 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 no. She's not prepared. No good, sir. She lost you our chance. No, no, no. You have to be ready for this. Oh, no. no. Oh, here, Sartre. I mean, you really have to have your speech ready about why you love your favourite fictional character to hand at at all times when you think about it. Like, what if they sat next to you on the bus? I mean, they wouldn't sit beside you on the bus right now because of social distancing requirements. Um, But also, why do I need to remind everybody several times a show that, like, fictional characters are fictional? This is... This is not normal. Well, moving on, moving on, moving on. I am going to talk I, about it. No, you no, can't b- stop b- me. You can't b- censor me. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> Mr. Bannett. <laughs> I, I think it's laugh. sort of like, no, no like
0: I don't about know.
1: <laughs> I think it's like what you said last week, Lena, about Lizzie's eyes. You know, that, that whole inner intelligence being what's really attractive about people, you know? Okay, interesting. Like, you know, Mr. Bennet doesn't like his wife. You know, she's silly and vapid and just, you know, a pain in the arse, if we're being <gasps> honest here.
0: Sarah, Saoirse
1: said arse. Chloe, don't tell tales. Saoirse, please continue to say arse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like, you know, he knows he's made a mistake and that he has to live with it, you know. So he finds a way to handle it and engage with the world in, a, you know, the intellectual way that he wants to, you know. And that's to see the humour in every situation. Okay, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But, like, it's not exactly like he's super positive or anything. Yeah, like he's laughing at life, like not laughing along with life, you know? Yeah, yeah, like he is cynical in that way and you can kind of see it, you know, in his relationship with Mr. Collins in Pride and Prejudice, um, that he's kind of laughing at Mr. Collins. You see it in in that excerpt, all right. But, like, I don't know, I kind of... I kind of like that. Okay, the Ed Harris and Westworld thing you've got going on is getting a lot clearer. For those of our listeners that are unacquainted with the masterpiece that is Westworld... You have to watch it, you have to watch it, you have to watch it now, watch it now, we'll wait, please go. <laughs> but yes, Ed Harris's character um, is one which our search uh, has quite the weird old man crush on. I just, I, like, I genuinely can't explain it. I mean, I just... I just would is the thing. Sasha Flannery, where did you learn that talk? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he is He is not a very nice man. But I think we can agree that Mr. Bennett isn't exactly scalping humanoid androids mean, you know, like, he's just a little cynical because he feels intellectually superior to the majority of people around him. Yeah, you see, I don't like that, you know, like, yeah, Lydia shouldn't be going on like that and, like, Mary didn't need to play, like, that second song because she properly can't sing or nothing, but, like, he doesn't need to be going on like he's that much better than everybody else. Like, if my dad told me to shut up singing when I was, like, doing karaoke or whatever, like, I'd tell him exactly where to go there is so much to unpack right there I am known for my dense nuggets of wisdom am I not yet but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah like was he laughing at Mr. Collins and Mr. Collins is just out there dropping comic genius around a place like it's that crap body glitter from Claire's I wore to EP last year Specific. No, like seriously, there is so much of that shit in my lungs. Like, I think I should be on a nebulizer for real. Like.
0: But, <laughs> nice.
1: but if Mr. Collins is a comic genius, then maybe Mr. Bennett is doing him an honor by laughing at what he has to say instead of just like ignoring it. Yes, or exactly. Thank you, cleaner. But like, you can't just laugh at people. You have to like hold in, like making a real weird face, and then you crease yourself when they leave the room. That's the polite way to do it, you know. But then you know, I suppose they don't teach manners at Griffith Park golf club. Well, I mean, there's no golf club in Griffith Park, so that's wrong for a start. See? No idea how to conduct themselves around people. That's all I'm saying. But again, you know, in our reading, we came across a continuation in the story of Mr. Bennett and Mr. Collins's relationship after Pride and Prejudice finishes. As we can all imagine, they would have very little reason to meet after Pride and Prejudice is finished. You know, Mr. Collins is happily married to a non-Bennett and is just lying in wait for uh, Mr. Bennett to pop his clogs so that he can get... Uh, inheriting Longbourn over and done with
0: oh don't no <laughs>
1: but this is where uh, author Rose Saratova has uh, stepped in my god I hope I'm pronouncing her name right um, but <laughs> she she gave us the uh, the Longbourn Letters um, so this is uh, yeah a novel that's out that you can um, buy and peruse at your leisure much like any of the novels that we've spoken about <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah the Longbourn Letters uh, which is Mr. Bennett and Mr. Collins's uh, complete correspondence which beautiful listeners is exactly how you think it would be oh
0: dude like for
1: real like i think another letter is the only way that we can like properly do this justice oh
0: the one about the harvest
1: festival it is indeed my friend would you like to do the honors oh no way really well i think uh, chloe will uh, give you a second go um in lieu of her uh reading today given that she is bed into that fanfic right now real talk i have had to reopen it like dude stop (laughs) like seriously okay okay, you gotta get reading we're gonna run out of time dude Oh, oh man um
0: okay Um, so, yeah, Mr. Collins was, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Collins was in (laughs) Hertfordshire, uh, just there before he wrote this letter to visit the Lucases,
1: um, and also to attend the local harvest festival. So, uh, Sir William. Poor guy has passed away at this stage, and Mister Collins is all excited about some Bible passages
0: he could share with the workers on the estate, you know, to add to the festivities. Um, but yeah, this is the letter he writes to Mister Bennett about it afterwards. But well, like most of it, like there's some plot stuff that we left out because like we're deadly. Um, but anyway, <laughs> right.
1: So Huntsford, near Westerham, Kent, fifteenth October, seventeen ninety-seven. Dear Mister Bennett. Now that we have returned home to Hunsford Parsonage, may I take this opportunity to formally express my regret once again for my conduct (laughs) at your harvest festivities. Although I have sincerely apologized on every occasion that
0: we met, I cannot help but blush at the remembrance of the particulars... the particulars of that evening and recalled to mind the integrity of the late Sir William Lucas and how I may have brought shame to his memory. Um, As I have stated time and time again, the wonderful response I received to my passages from the
1: workers (laughs) present made me quite giddy, and as I had only partook of one cognac prior to my speech to assist with any agitation of mind, nerves, or spirit, I am still at a loss as to how I became quite so inebriated thereafter that I sprained an ankle while dancing and refused to Quit has led to a very severe swelling that I have yet as a daily reminder and punishment for my foolishness. But that I returned home at dawn without
0: my shirt. <laughs> ...is the point which both Charlotte and I find most difficult to overcome. It shames me to write this letter to you, cousin, but it is a shame that I will
1: not attempt to avoid for who but I should feel the full force of humiliation for behaving in such a heathen and disgraceful manner. Naturally, I have not disclosed this tale at Rosings, and though, unfortunately, many of the Netherfield staff were present, I would appreciate it if you would not mention it to Mr. and Mrs. Smock, unless they hear it elsewhere and you're compelled to tell some small discretionary untruth... cover over horrible facts (laughs) pray apologize on my behalf again to mrs hill whose grandmother's trifle dish came to its demise by falling from my head (laughs) once more regarding my recent conduct cousin i am forever in your debt for bearing with me and beg forgiveness again from the current master of Longbourn, (laughs) william collins Postscript, forgive me for forgetting to inquire, but I sincerely hope that your cough has passed. The vapors inhaled while taking a very warm bath can do your chest no end of good, and therefore may I heartily recommend it. And then Mr. (laughs) Bennett's response. Longbourn, near Meryton, Hertfordshire, 27th October 1797. Dear Sir... Please do not trouble yourself with further apologies. The whole business is quite forgot, though I am led to believe it is still spoken about with great mirth among the clientele of the lion's head in the village. A lively bunch indeed, whom I am confident will forget it once an act of murder or madness catches their attention and in these unsettling times, they will not have long to wait. (laughs) To speak the truth, I cannot comprehend why you were so severe upon yourself, for as a sober outsider looking in, you were merely having the most wonderful time and mixing with your flock in mutual appreciation of the Lord's bounty and blessings. Even Sir William Lucas who presented with only a slightly milder form of antics to yourself would be well pleased from whatever heavenly perch he is observing that your future neighbours staff and farm labourers enjoyed your company to such a degree. It bodes well for the future of Longbourn Estate. Only Mrs Hill still holds some negative sentiment with regard to the trifle bowl, but I successfully convinced her to put the past behind her and <laughs> replace the bowl with something along a similar vein from the good china supplies in meryton i enclose the bill that you may put her mind and yours at ease at your earliest convenience please pass our fondest regards on to all at huntsford and rosings yours sincerely henry bennett <laughs> well i mean i just think mr bennett's just being downright nice there <laughs> i don't know i don't know like he's is he not being a bit like what's that word facetious facetious and yes okay Okay, Clee, you go. Saoirse, you'll have time for a rebuttal shortly. And what, what about me? You keep reading Katie's smutty fanfic. On it.
0: <laughs> you going? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I assure you that does not eat into your precious precious time okay (laughs) okay go oh uh, yeah Um, right so it's like yeah Mr. Bennett clearly thinks he's in charge like he includes the bill for the china that Mr. Collins broke he's sort of saying you know I hear don't worry you didn't make that big of a fool of yourself but you did a little bit also by the way my garden is definitely nicer than yours (laughs) well like the gardening stuff is in a different letter to be fair but yes for our listeners in one exchange Mr. Collins does humble brag slightly oh my god
0: he is like the. Original humblebragger, Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he does, yeah. Humblebrag slightly about his uh, prize-winning garden. After which, Mister Bennett decides that he might just get involved in, you know, tending his own garden as well. Yeah. yeah, and like if it should happen to win a few prizes, I mean, like why not put that in the letter? But, you like, know, it'd
0: be rude not to. Like,
1: like the way it'd be rude for Malfoy not to have it off with Neville Longbottom <laughs> and wanted the ministry of magic. <laughs> oh <Lick>. <laughs> catching Morphe. I am horrified <laughs> why at
0: you. am I even friends with you? Like I swear. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> rebuttal? Um, well, I don't really know how I follow Malfoy and Neville having a, a tryst in a moving magical lift Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> excellent use of tryst though oh well yeah yeah I am pleased with that to be honest <laughs> but um, yeah no, I do think it's important to remember that like Mr. Collins is continually apologizing like it seems to be his whole thing to apologize for his very existence while you know talking himself up at the same time I just realized that's pretty much all humble bragging is and we've already covered that forget I said anything
0: um, but
1: yes <laughs> so he does need like some reinforcement but he also needs to be taken down a peg or two and if Mr. Bennett was to go at that directly like tell Mr. Collins off he might lose the correspondence and the friendship like all together but if he does and show him how he feels, then he's not being honest at all. So, making fun of him to his face is the only way to, like, manage that then? Technically, not the time yet for cross-examination, but, you know, I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, well, like, no, I suppose it's not the way to deal with it but you know but that's who Mr. Bennett is you know and it's not like he doesn't enjoy Mr. Collins' letters yeah but like just to laugh at him it's not until they have a bit of conflict in their hearts. and who was to blame there well I think it's pretty clear what happened yeah Mr. Collins started the whole thing Uh he was just acting the way he always does which no one thinks to help him out of because they're all too busy laughing at him and then when it goes too far they take the face off him like does that sound fair to you um sorry uh, no like it's just like Mr. Collins is like clearly a bit odd you know like but no one's asked him why he's odd or tried to understand why he's thinking like that you know that was the thing that we were saying earlier about the other Ben sister you know like no one wanted to know why Mary was the way she was they just wanted to use her as a background character to like make themselves feel superior and then when they get in the way or like start to annoy people someone has got go at them and they have to feel crappy then just because they're doing what they always do and like no one will take the time to like spend time with them and like earn their trust or whatever so that they can let them know that like if they just relaxed a bit and were themselves then everything would probably be a lot easier you know instead people just use them to laugh at or lose their tempers at them it's one or the other mr bennett does learn to appreciate mr collins though after a while yeah yeah he does and it makes sense that he does like mr bennett must be lonely too like given that he can't like talk to his wife about anything other than like what she wants to complain about or like some stupid gossip she read on like the daily mail website or whatever oh my god like seriously i had to get rid of daily mail like off my phone i was spending like whole days just scrolling through articles about people with cellulite and like none of them even had that much cellulite like except that one girl oh my god it it is weird though you know Like, that the smart person or the beautiful person or the interesting person, you know, is always, like, painted as the hero in your mind. Yeah, like, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, just because someone is a little, like, I don't know, like, contorted, maybe, like, in their mind, like, and that's probably because of, like, the way they grew up or something else outside of their control, you know. Why should they be someone to make fun of or not take seriously or even seen as the villain, you know, like, why why can't there be the hero? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of being the weird girl feeling that's that's a horrible feeling you know where like people talk to you like so that they can just say the thing that they know their mates are going to laugh at in the group behind them like yeah that is that sucks right like and that's pretty much what Mr. Bennett does like until he doesn't and I do think that's important to remember you know there is a point after which he doesn't yeah the sexy old man isn't all bad exactly No, he's still... you're trying to make me <laughs> sound creepy no I'm not creepy you're a little creepy sir <laughs> <laughs> not as creepy as someone Rise about two interns getting it on at the lift at work, but you know, do <laughs> <still laughs> a little creepy. It's still not creepy. I'm very proud of you for not uh, going into more detail on that clo clo. It's it's most unlike you. I can if I want. Okay, so it starts off and they're arguing over who filed a dragon pyramid wrong when there's a power cut, which makes no sense because they're both wizards. But anyway, <laughs> okay, that's enough. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there there is a good bit in here about sort of overcoming like prejudice. Oh, yeah. No, like oh. I heard myself say it. <laughs> I must, I must be getting tired <laughs> but, but yeah like Mr. Bennett sees Mr. Collins as like a figure of fun kind of but Mr. Collins goes on the way he does because he's like not that quick maybe so Mr. Bennett laughing at him like that is sort of like smart person privilege or something Right? Yeah, right. Like, and it's, it's like, it sort of assumes that, like, the way that Mr. Bennett thinks is, like, the right kind of smart, do you know? Well, I don't know that Mr. Collins can be considered any type of smart. No, but, like, that's the thing. Like, maybe he has, like, some talent for, I don't know, like, being super kind or super rational or super, like, empathetic or something. Like, I really do think that everybody has something like that, that they're, like, talented at, but, like... Everybody just kind of gets all caught up with, like, intellectual intelligence being the only type that matters, you know? Like, how do you mean, though? Well, like, remember in school, like, there'd be a kid that used to read, like, really, really slowly. Or, like, they couldn't do maths to, like, save their life. And everybody just assumed they were, like, tick or something. But, like, what if those people were, like, really good at, like, looking after... I don't know, their family or something. Like, maybe they had, like, an old relative or something that they were looking after at home. Like, they don't do anything about that in school. Or, like, maybe they were super organised and that's an important skill. Or, like, they were really creative or, like, outgoing or, like, really good at sport or something like that. You know, like, there's a ton of things that people can be good at aside from reading and maths. But, like, why are they the things that make someone smart in that context, you know? like Yeah, seriously, like I, I, my folks are really, really bad for that idea. Like, you know, all of that. Oh, God love her. She's just, she's not the sharpest, you know? And oh, the poor bloke he sees thick as two short planks. God love him. You know, like that's, that's not, that's not okay. Right? And I think like people reacting in that way, that is what makes people act really weird. Like when you see someone acting weird, I think that maybe outsiders, putting their expectations kind of on them that's what causes that you know like they begin to look for other ways to like impress people and like i don't know like deserve their spot in the family circle or friend circle or whatever it is you know yeah yeah like that idea of like people having like a ranking in society. But, like, that's not a thing anymore. Or at least we're aiming for it not to be. Like, there are laws to ensure that everybody is treated equally and, like, we're all working super hard as a society to make sure that that, like, doesn't happen. Like, it, it does, but, like, at least we're aiming for it not to. No, no, no. Like, I mean, like, ranking between people. Like, kind of, like personality ranking kind of yeah like so-and-so is the funny one so-and-so is the pretty one the sexy one the serious one the smart one you know and like which one of those is like more important than the other yeah yeah like pretty is usually tough yeah and that can make get mixed up like with sexy but sexy actually is usually a negative right and then smart is okay to use to like look down on people yourself but like folks will also talk about you behind your back because of it (sighs) like it's not really like that but, like, why else would we go through so much to, like, look pretty and, like, think that that's... Well, not go through so much, but, like, sort of have it as an uppermost thing in our minds. Like, we were talking about dying hair earlier. Why would we Why would we do that? Because we want to. Like, are we going to start talking about shaving our legs again and how it's an anti-feminist thing? Like, why actually, Katie, weren't you on the other side of that argument the last time? What's going on? Wait,
0: yeah, actually, what is going on? This is really confusing. How did we How did we get here? Um, I don't... What? <laughs>
1: Well, like no, I was saying that Mr. Collins might be super sound, you know, unbeknownst to everybody. You know, he's just not a quick tinker, maybe. And like maybe, just like Mary, he wasn't told at some stage that like whatever his talent thing is, you know, whatever it is, he was told that it wasn't good enough and he just has to pretend to be something else. Like it didn't make sense if he was told that, like that's you know and then that the only important thing is money or rank like if if that was the message he received really early like that would explain his way of being around like Lady Catherine and like why he keeps like apologizing for being alive you know as like a lowly cleric but also bigging himself up for like being connected to people who are like better than him or whatever it's yeah I feel like that has
0: to have come from outside because it's so mixed up okay but like So, what, it's, like, other people's responsibility to, like, get him out of that place? Like, surely that's his own deal.
1: But, like, we were talking earlier about how Mrs. Gardner did that for Mary in The Other Bennet Sister, and it was, you know, really lovely that she did that. But, like, say with Mr. Bennet and Mr. Collins, like, would it not be, like, super condescending of Mr. Collins to, like, assume he has to, like, help Mr. Collins be himself, you know, just because he thinks he's smarter than him? Well, is smarter than him. (laughs) Like, more condescending than, like, openly laughing at him.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: like, doesn't Mr. Bennett begin, like, like like Mr. Collins? Isn't that the whole thing? Like, even in that letter, he's all like, ah, nah, no, man, come on, you were having like a really good time. And like, Sir William used to like get absolutely lit as well and like have just as much of a blast. You know, you were just being deadly crack is all. It is truly you know? amazing to me that you can remember the exact words of the letter like that. You know, some of us are blessed with the photographic memory, Sarah, and that's just, oh, <laughs> that's just one of them things. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, he's just saying like, here, we all get locked every now and again, you know, you a good time don't be beating yourself up about it you know that's what a friend would say to a friend yeah yeah like he's treating Mr. Collins as an equal you know surely that's better than acting like he's an idiot that needs to be like looked after and talked down to and like taught about how to be a person and everything I suppose I guess I just it just seems real mean that he's laughing at him even if he's like laughing at him Honestly. But like you know? you know, and then if they do fight, you know, it, Mr. Bennett does, you know, feel the absence of, you know, Mr. <laughs> Collins's correspondence. Feel the absence, really, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it's yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> No, no, like it is. It is an interesting point, I think. Like, yeah, is it more condescending to assume Mr. Collins is someone that needs help in just being himself because it really looks like he couldn't possibly be acting naturally or to accept him as he is right now and laugh if you find anything he says funny? I don't know. Yeah, they do sort of sound equally like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I still sort of stick by what I said to begin with, though. Yeah, and I still, like, properly disagree, with. uh, still, I think, I think. <laughs> yeah, And the thing is, we obviously do not have the time to go around in the number of circles it'll take to uh, sort this out today. Aw, we were going to fight to the debt. <laughs> I wager 20 quat lubes on the newcomer. <laughs> oh, <you're laughs> yes! But yes, if you do want to continue your Jane Austen-a-thon but have run out of novels, we would, yeah, highly recommend The Longburn Letters by Rose Servitova and The Other Bennett Girl by Janice Hadlow. Not Jane Austen, but goddamn, it's close enough. A bizarre for the (laughs) shopkeeper. Does that make sense? What?
0: Um,
1: Okay, anyway, um, now, you guys may have seen that our writer, producer person, um, Elsie. She's so
0: boring. (laughs) She's just old, man. a difference you
1: guys don't be so mean <laughs> no, no you guys Elsie, she's back at her grown-up person's job that uh, that we don't really understand and, you know don't want to to be fair excellent point very very true um but she's gonna need to work the whole writing recording thing around her new schedule so uh we're gonna need to take a two-week break um over the next while which actually suits us because we really need to study no no <laughs> seriously like katie if you just came to the study group but it's so early if you, if you didn't stay up all night talking to that stupid raccoon you might be able to get up in the he knows oh. where the side quests are Chloe I need to talk oh to him my god you're
0: such so a nerd no I'm not oh my
1: god so this off. is going to just continue to get progressively worse so we're going to have to finish up um, we'll be posting another poll online shortly to decide which author we're going to cover next so keep an eye out for that and other than that we'll uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks see you then yeah, when I passed and Katie has a picture bitch dude <laughs> this week on Didoy, we get even further into the whole quarantine yeah just
0: yeah uh my girlfriend cut my hair and um now i think she has to like leave um yeah okay but we're like we're quarantining together is the thing. Ah, but like you'd want to see what she did to me. Like I, I don't see how I have another option.
1: Like, is it is it really that bad? Like, is it quarantine
0: heartbreak bad? Quarantine breakup bad? She, uh, she, she tried to give me a fade. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. My head looks like a map of, like, South America. Oh, no. Drawn by a four-year-old. Ah. Like, wearing a blindfold. I, I, I get the picture. No, but, like, that confuses, like, South America and Southeast Asia, like, a lot. (sighs) Yeah. She could... Buy you. A hat? Yeah.
1: That's the level of problem solving we're engaged in at the minute, folks. It's. it's not great. But you know, what else are you gonna do, right? You gotta
0: tune in. DeDoy Thursdays.